and we are live with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and returning this week, Grayson Sheepy G. Marino. And guys, the national championship game is set, but before we get that game set, we had two crazy semifinal games between TCU and Michigan, Georgia and Ohio State, an absolutely fun-filled week of some college football. I'm back. And the show is over, okay. Yeah, we can end it right there. All right, um, let's wrap. Absolute mayhem this <laughs> on New Year's. Like two of probably the best college football games I feel like I've watched in a long time. Like just masterpieces in my mind. I don't know how you guys feel about them, but I thought they were top tier games. Well, certainly for the college football playoff, I mean, it's by far the best semifinal games we've had probably in the history since the, you know, the playoffs been, you know, introduced. Now, I, I just want to kick this off. I know this is going to make no sense, but, or I'm sorry, I'm going to say that uh, this concept would make no sense, but in a situation like this, I would love to see it. I know playing for third place in the college football playoffs is absolutely pointless, but I think everyone right now would want to see a third place game between Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, 100%. A thousand percent. Makes absolutely no sense, but everyone would love to see it. I'd agree with that. Honestly, just to see CJ Stroud one more time uh, after what he just did. And see if Ooh. Michigan can uh, can bounce back after getting thrashed by TCU. Yeah, I, I would love it. Well, let's get into that game between TCU and Michigan. I mean, let's let's face facts. Michigan, at the beginning of this game, they looked flat out disgusting on offense. You know, he had a really good start to the opening drive of the game, and they had a, you know, fourth and goal situation where they could have scored the opening touchdown. Try to run a Philly special by far was one of the worst play calls I've ever seen by Jim Harbaugh and his staff. So you had that going for them. Then you saw JJ McCarthy throw a couple of interceptions. One went for a pick six. So realistically, Michigan's first half was absolutely abysmal. They were going into the half trailing 21 to six. You're thinking at that point, this game, Johnson, this game's pretty much a wrap. TCU's got this all handled, and Michigan hasn't done anything offense, right? Well, Why don't Nick, you explain yeah. how the third quarter happened? Well, Nick, I well, want to say on. this from what? the beginning. We've said this all year, that Michigan is not a first-half team. They've been abysmal in the first half That's all true. year long. This They've tied with Rutgers in the first half. Hell, I, I like true. Michigan, but hey, I took Rutgers to cover in the first and second quarter because I knew it was just they were just giving me money at that point. <laughs> Well, like I'm you, also, you don't trust I'm Michigan in the first half. But Nick, to answer your question, they get a field goal and then they get a uh, a touchdown. And let's not forget the last minute field goal. So they score, I believe, thirteen points, uh, thirteen points unanswered. So it's a twenty-one nineteen game. It's a close game, and then it also, all goes downhill. Well, hold on, Go ahead, Grace. Go we're ahead. also missing. I mean, the fumble on the goal line. Yeah. Um, after yeah. controversial, I mean, I, they were screwed out of a touchdown. I, it's tough. a lot of it was questionable call. calls in that game. It was definitely a very tough call. I personally probably ruled it a touchdown, but at the same time, I mean, it's the officiating. You're going to let it rock. Um, and then proceed to officiating. I, I'm pretty sure it was Pac-12. Yeah, that's why I, I think the Big 12 did uh, uh, the late, the late yeah, game. That's which God help everybody. Spot. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, you proceed to not be able to punch it in, and then I'm almost positive. Didn't TCU score off that drive? I mean, ba- um, basically, I'm, I think they did. They might. 
they might have went out quick. The story of the first half for Michigan was they tried to do so so much fancy, you know, stuff well, at the goal line, and they never could punch the ball in, and that's why they only scored six points going into halftime. I personally also think that um, they didn't respect TCU's defense, which, with the way the second half went, I mean, I guess I couldn't fully blame them, but. TCU has played some pretty tough football this season. I just don't think they expected TCU have the balls sit, sit in there and play against them. I think Michigan had a plan. They were just going to run straight over them. And TCU came out and smacked them in the mouth in the first half, at least. Well, yeah, you're right. It definitely in the first half. The second half of that game was absolutely I, I don't know what the wild. fuck happened. That, that third quarter was an absolute, may I say, clusterfuck because there were points getting scored i don't even know all of a sudden it went from oh it's gonna be a semi-scoring game to oh we might break 100 points this quarter like 44 points scored between those two teams combined in that third quarter mccarthy threw his second pick six in the quarter and that put tcu up 34 to 16 and again that's when you think, okay, now this is officially Dolby. There's no way Michigan comes back. You got to give Michigan credit. They fought back into this game. They went into the fourth quarter trailing by 11 points, but they had forced a turnover going into that quarter, and they didn't even, you know, waste any time trying to get a touchdown to start off the fourth quarter, scoring a touchdown with, you know, just about a minute into the quarter to make it a field goal game. But TCU's offense, as you said, they have just been so high-powered this entire season. Quinton Johnson oh, well, has been a first. I Go do on. want to say one thing though. It wasn't the passing game for TCU. It's not no. They were in the as ball. much as as much praise we've given them. We have to give the yeah. praise to the TCU backfield at this point because they really carried this. I mean, this game. Max Duggan did not look like he has looked all season. But not even that. It was it was the dogs in the trenches. Honestly, well, by far this is Their the best defense he's played all year. Oh, 100 percent. But that that offensive line was not afraid of what Michigan was giving them at all. They drove Michigan off the ball countless times in this game. They were outright dominant the majority of this game. Even when they did step back to pass, did Michigan, from what I remember watching this game, did not have that many pressures. They had one sack total in the game. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's really good coming from your offensive line. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's a testament to both of these offenses. I mean, when you're scoring a combined 96 points in a game, I mean, something has to give for one of these teams. And listen, Duggan didn't play the greatest of games offensively throwing the football. He did have two interceptions. Still did enough, you know, to get TCU in the game. But most of that, as I was saying, alluded to earlier, was due to, you know, in part to Quinton Johnston who was, you know, projected to be a first-round pick in this year's NFL draft. 163 yards and a touchdown for him. He credited for basically all of Duggan's passing yards in this game. Amari DeMarcado, as you guys were alluding to, 150 yards rushing and a touchdown. Duggan himself ran in for two touchdowns as well. So TCU's offense just looked fantastic most of this game. And then for Michigan, you know, they got the slow start in the first half. But the second half, they started to, you know, finally find that rhythm. McCarthy threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Two interceptions, which both went back for touchdowns, so that was a key killer for the Michigan Wolverines offense. Donovan Edwards looked amazing again, 119 yards rushing. And Ronnie Bell and 
Roman Wilson, both over 100 yards receiving and a, tu- and a touchdown for them each. But Michigan, at the end of the day, just missed out on a lot of opportunities. The two pick sixes, the countless mistakes in the goal line cost them this game. And also, the, you know, that as we said earlier, that controversial, was he down at the one, was he in the end zone? That was definitely a controversy. We also had a controversy at the end of the game where there was a targeting potential. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, I, we and, didn't even get to that. And, you know, <laughs> listen, it was fourth down. The play was over. But if they had called targeting, Michigan would have another chance to get the ball. That was 100%. At least get one more opportunity to try to win the game. Despite all that, TCU does pull off what a lot of people believe is a monster upset. They now go on to the play the national championship where they'll play the winner of our next game, which we'll get into a little bit. But, guys, yeah. biggest takeaway from this game. Um, this is a massive win for the Big 12 as a conference, especially with Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC. Um, the fact that a non-SEC mover went out and won a playoff game was huge for them. Um I think that helps them drastically recruiting wise. This is also just to put into perspective. I'm almost positive. I want to make sure before I make this point, I'm almost positive. This is his first year as head coach or second year. Um, I want to say second. I'd have to try to be reminded. I know he's the former SMU head coach. Yeah. I, I think this is his first year. I'm almost positive. It's his first season. Sonny Dykes arrived. Dun, 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 dun. This is his first season. So first listen, season as head coach. A great job by Sonny Dykes, first year head coach. He's got his team that was, that started the season unranked and no national to, championship aspirations at to all. To a national championship game. They were, Incredible. They were projected to finish second to last in the Big 12. Yep. That's, how, that's how you know a lot of people disrespected them. But Sonny Dykes, credit to him and kudos to this entire team. They're now in a national championship game against... You know, a perennial dog, you know, top of the food chain. And no, you could say dog. I like the pun. But I was loving the pun. Trying to tell the pun, but they're going to be facing a Georgia team that they're going off a big time win against Ohio State. But Johnson, before we get into that game, do you have any takeaway from this Michigan TCU game? Uh, yeah, TCU continues to have the uh, horseshoe somewhere in their locker room or somewhere on their team bus or team plane, wherever it is, because this has been the season of dreams for them. We've been saying this since about week six or week seven. That anything that could go right for TCU, it's been breaking the way outside of the Big 12 championship. It's been break after break after break for TCU. Who would have known Michigan throws two pick sixes in the uh, in the biggest game of the season? Probably the biggest game in uh in the God, probably everyone on that staff in that university in the last probably biggest game of their career. Um, at least in, on the well, that's including last year's game against Georgia. Yeah, yeah, way yeah. bigger because this was a winnable game for them. This is a game that they were supposed to win. Also, too, I and mean, uh, also to continue my point, TCU is now the best team in the state of Texas. Uh, the Longhorns are back, I, and I, unfortunately, I even though the even though the Aggies are bringing in some hot uh, some hot new faces as their OC right now, I don't think it's going to be them either. It's it's TCU right now. In the great state I, of Texas. You got to agree. It, it's tough to fight that. No, right you can't. Especially if they win the national championship. Yeah, I mean, if it, they find a way to win the Natty, uh, that'd be insane. But also, too, um, yeah. you got to give a ton of credit to this team being able to bounce back after that loss to Kansas State. Like, I think they need that 
that slap in the face yeah, right I mean, before listen, a lot of people thought that they shouldn't have been in the playoff after losing that game a lot of people thought yeah. maybe Alabama should overtake them in that spot and they proved that they proved all the haters wrong as they've been doing all season and yeah. like Johnson said the horseshoe continues to ride on they're going to the play for the national championship and are one one away from what would probably be the most improbable national title run we've ever probably seen um hmm. I'm trying to think of one quick because you usually have your Alabamas and your uh, Ohio your, State's and Georgia's LSU's. LSU, yeah, I, mean, um, I don't remember the last time. Maybe the Auburn National Championship. I was but- going, that's why I was I, well. I was thinking Auburn twenty fourteen, like when they got there. I mean, but to win it all is what I'm saying. To win it all, I don't know. I don't remember Auburn was. They were dominant. That team was dominant. I just don't remember a team like this. Like they've had so much oh, no, luck going 100%. on their side. I would it's, agree with you there. It's I it's mean, been unbelievable. It, there's not much more you could say other than they're a damn good football team and they've just gotten breaks. Like that. <laughs> well, a team that didn't get a break, Grayson, Ohio State. No, they got a big. They got a break being let in the actual. I mean, listen, so, they, yeah. I know where you're gonna go with that. I'm not gonna get into that conversation because we've we've been over that a lot of times. But the way they they lose this game against Georgia, especially in the circumstances that it was currently going on in the world, I mean, absolutely heartbreaking for the Buckeyes. Because let's face facts, they played a really strong game. They were up two touchdowns going into now, the fourth quarter. Nick, before you go into this analysis, do you want? Were you listening back closely to the broadcast? Because I was. Yeah. Well, I Did had you... to turn. Now the problem was this. I I will say this, and I will admit this. I had to turn it off midway through the fourth quarter because it was New Year's Eve, so everyone wanted to watch the you know the, the New Year's Eve celebration. Oh no 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 no! We were all about Ohio- we were all about watching Ohio State lose. So midway, I think through the fourth quarter, might have been right after you turned it off. Probably the uh, commentators state that the kicker for Ohio State transferred there, and his grandfather was a season ticket holder there for many years. So this was his dream gig, his dream job, and he muffed the kick. How ironic could that and, be? I feel bad and, for him, but that's just that's it. A really reminded story. me of the NFL with like Billy Cundiff and Blair Walsh. I mean, you knew as soon as he kicked the ball, it wasn't even going in. Oh, it wasn't no. even close. No, That's how bad it was. And I, I listen, I, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I feel bad for the, for the dude. I mean, I do too. You have a chance to send your team to play for the national championship. But again, that a lot of people don't believe that you should be playing in and you play Georgia really well all around in this game. But when push came to shove, they just didn't have. They just couldn't get the job done at the final end of this game, and Georgia hangs on forty-two to forty-one. They will play TCU for the national championship as they look to go back to back. But all around, another fantastic game between these two game uh, teams, I should say. Um, absolutely, Pro- another just classic game. Um, Stetson Bennett might be that dog. Stetson um, Bennett is my age. He should be wearing. I, I don't give a shit. Stetson almost lost Georgia this game in the in the first half. Yeah, and then came in second half. I will agree. He, he played really good. In the, he played really good in the second half, but he could have easily lost this game for Georgia the way he was playing in the first half. But, but I'll also play this the other way. As much as I love CJ Stroud, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. I expected a little bit more out of him in the second half. He and he had a great game, but like. You only get two field goals in the fourth quarter. Um, 
You know, you yeah. get one touchdown in the second half total. Like, you need more out of your offense. And granted, this is a really, really good Georgia defense. Not as good as last year's, but still a really good defense. And it's funny you say that because you, when you you when you put up forty one points, you're expecting to win the game. But yeah, when you're facing a Georgia a team like this in Georgia, you you're definitely gonna have to score a lot of points to, to you know just to win. And yeah. you would have thought with forty one points, that's probably good enough to win the game. But that obviously was not the case. No, um, Stetson Bennett happened. <laughs> I don't know what this kid's got. I understand he's old, but I mean, I would you hope he'd be him... good. You're like that North Texas guy who was 29 years old and he's transferring now. Well, that's beside like, the I, point. Like, yeah, like I mean, that's a little bit more extreme. Like he, I have time. Okay, so let's put this in perspective. I finished college, got a master's degree, and I've been working full time uh, for the last three or four years or so. In the same amount of time, we're the same age, and this dude is still in college playing football. <laughs> I would hope he would be good. He's been literally practicing in a in a collegiate setting for eight years, um, and he's especially practicing with the best team in the nation too. Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, but at the same time, you could blame the NCAA for allowing that to happen. I mean, it's not his fault. Oh no, he he should be living it up right now. He he's going to retire or leave a Georgia football legend. Uh, even if he doesn't make it, yeah, maybe he'll have a cup of coffee in the NFL, but he'll be able to come down to the state of Georgia, anywhere in Georgia, and he'll be a legend there. He'll be able to work for the team. He'll be, if he wants to be oh, a coach, he wants. He's only a legend as it is. Yeah, yeah no, his, his, he won the his national life championship. is set. Yeah, his life is set in the state of Georgia. He can have anything. If, if he can find a way to win a second one, forget it. They might build a statue of him outside of the stadium because in Athens. Because and I mean... I mean and when, you, and when you look at the stats of this game, I mean, they're absolutely incredible. You had Stroud go for 348 and four touchdowns. A lot of people now believe after this game he's going to be the first quarterback taken in the NFL I've been draft. Preaching I, it for weeks. Listen, I listen. Bryce Young had, you know, still had a pretty good game in himself, but Stroud against a Georgia team like this, I mean, this was a big time performance from him. Definitely looks like he's going to be the first quarterback taken in the NFL draft. Who knows what happens in between now? You always have the combine as well too, so things could change. We'll have to see. You know, Emeka Uyubuka had 112 yards and a touchdown. Marvin Harrison Jr. still looking like a beast. He had two touchdowns and 106 yards. And then for Georgia, I mean, Bennett throws for almost 400 yards, three touchdowns. McIntosh ran for 70 yards, did enough there. And Arian Smith, 129 yards receiving and a touchdown, just three catches. He was a monster for Georgia. And, yeah, I mean, like like we said, like we've been saying, it's just another crazy game. And the Peach Bowl definitely lived up to the hype that we had going into it. Also, got to give a ton of credit to Ohio State. They kept Brock Bowers in check yeah. all game. Now, like, here's my question to you guys now. I know this is going to be a little bit off topic. Now, I think it's kind of relevant. With the uh, playoffs being expanded to, I believe, 12 teams, correct me if I'm wrong, next 12 teams in two years? Correct. Would a team like Tulane be able, when they got so hot at the end there, be able to upset a TCU, be able to upset an Ohio State or um, Michigan uh, or Georgia? You catch them on their off day, a team like Tulane, like who you just saw them just had the craziest game versus USC. Would a team like that, you know, as a 10 seed or an 11 seed, be able to come back and have like a, have a game like that in these college football playoffs? I mean, I guess it's football any given – well, I mean – I guess any, any given, given Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Um, but 
most of the time I'd say no. Just I wouldn't even say off coaching, but the caliber of talent and coaching talent even, I would say it's probably – it's going to happen, but it's not going to be like a – Yeah, I know what you're saying, but a team like Tulane's been at least halfway decent for the last – better part of half a decade now they've been at least i don't want to say contending for a national championship but that's just ignorant but they've been contending in their conference and playing well they've been playing bowl games they are getting better recruits now so that's what i'm saying something 100%. like Tulane two years from now could be a team that gets in as like let's say a seven or eight seed and makes a run to that championship in the first year i i don't think they'd be able to compete multiple weeks against power five talent I would say in a one-game playoff, yeah, you definitely have a shot. I don't think that they could put together that many. I mean, what, you're playing 12 teams, so what? They would need to win three to get to a national championship or two? Uh, I believe it would be three games. to get. To, I think it would be three games because it would be, assuming you give the top two teams buys, and it would be, uh, be like the three versus the 12 and then the four versus the 11, yada, yada, stuff like that. Yeah, so I think it would be three games. I think it would be three games total or four games total. I mean, still, even if it's two games to get to a national championship, that's tough. That's a lot to ask for a non-Power 5 school, in my opinion. Is it possible? Of course. I mean, anything's possible in this world. But... Keep in mind with those games, like when you're seeding it, it's not like it's a regular like neutral yeah. site game. Like for example, yeah. so the twelve and five, the five would be the home team, then they'd be playing at their own home field. Exactly. So that like also that's... brings another element into a team like yeah. that. They're gonna have to go onto the road and play at that team's stadium instead of playing at yeah, a neutral like, site game. So that also imagine, brings another factor into it. Imagine Tulane having a role in the Athens. Or roll into to uh, Brian Denny, Jordan Hare, or Brian Denny, yeah. or the Big House, like Jordan Hare. They're, Wait, they're not. They're not there yet. Come on. I, I was. Just, I was just name. I was naming a big. No, I'm not stadium. saying they're there right the now. Auburn I'm saying fan, you don't the, bring them up. Uh, look, I could have brought Milan Pushkar, but I am definitely not doing that. <laughs> I don't even know what you, right I don't now. even know what you just named. Was that the West Virginia? Yeah, it's the West Virginia Stadium. Not oh, good. Field. That's why it's so terrible because I couldn't yeah, even tell you that was the name of the stadium anyway. That's beside the point, but um, yeah, it's uh, I just don't see them being able to do it multiple games. I think it's possible. I just don't think it's likely. I mean, that that's a that's a conversation for a later date. Obviously, when the playoff expands to twelve, it will be an interesting sight to see. We had a crazy, you know, sequence of the college football playoff this season. When it goes to 12, I'm sure it will get even crazier. But shifting on to the New York Six uh, Bowls that we had, a couple of interesting games. I want to see what your guys' you know, biggest takeaway from some of these games were. Yeah, Tennessee dominating Clemson to win the Orange Bowl. Penn State dominated Utah to win the Rose Bowl. Bama started off slow against Kansas State, but they go on to dominate and win the Sugar Bowl against the Wildcats. And then you had Tulane coming back from a two-touchdown deficit and stunning USC to win the Cotton Bowl. So out of those games, what did, what was your biggest, you know, your guys' biggest takeaway from uh, I would like the to New Year's Six Bowl? Like and this has been my agenda the entire year, that the Pac-12 is fraudulent and they're not a good Yeah, I was actually also going That was there. my – everyone kept saying, oh, the Pac-12 is good. No. No, it's not. No, they're not. The top teams all got absolutely smoked this past weekend. 
Pac-12 was not good. They were fraudulent to begin with. Everyone was just looking for a team because everyone was sick of the SEC. Yada. Everyone's sick of Ohio State. Everyone's sick of uh, Michigan. Everyone's sick of Alabama. Just And they wanted the Pac-12. They said, oh, okay, the Pac-12 is a good alternative. No, the, the, the Pac-12 got smoked. And I guess the other big takeaway is Alabama ran rings around the Big 12 champion. That's the uh, yeah. that's the other takeaway. Um, I would also agree with the Pac-12 being fraudulent. We all kind of knew it. Um, no surprise, Lincoln Riley losing a bowl game. Yeah, that fashion too was not a good. Uh, yeah, it's typical. not a good loss. It's typical. I mean, that was pretty much okay. Like Tulane was a very good team, but if they played, they gave them a non-power five. Team that would be appropriate. Oh, that for was a cupcake. That, in that reality, was, they were giving him a cupcake because he could have played someone like Alabama. He could have played someone like Kansas State, all in that same realm. Uh, Penn State. He could have played one of those teams, but they gave him Tulane. They were trying to really kickstart USC. Yeah. Instead, uh, Lincoln Riley. Kind of, Riley. Kind of blew up in his face. Yeah, and I love every second of it. Um, that guy's a terrible head coach. When it comes to the poor moments, that's beside the point. Um, I mean, Alabama dominating Kansas State doesn't really surprise me very much. I mean, you're, you're talking Alabama. Big 12. Yeah, I mean, as much as I don't love Alabama, I mean, we all know I'm not an Alabama fan, but I mean, they're still a damn good football team. Like, yeah, I mean, listen, they're gonna be losing a lot of talent this year, obviously, like guys like yeah. Will Anderson and Bryce Young. But we're, they're sure to be still a contention for the national championship every oh, you know every 100%. season. No I'm surprised he's actually declaring because if I was Bryce Young, yeah. I want no, I wouldn't want to play for the Texans. He's not going to be the well. See, the problem is now with the way Stroud playing the Peach Bowl, he might be the one that goes to the Texans. Yeah. This, I mean, we're probably moment. we could debate this right now, but it's all going to come down. Listen, to Listen, what, what, when we get when we get a little bit closer to the NFL draft, well, obviously you know we'll yeah. we'll discuss about who we think should go number one. There's a, the, realistically, in my opinion, the top three are Anderson, and then you got Stroud and Young. That's who I think will be in that conversation oh, for the number one pick. That's the top three. The question's going to be who? What are the Texans are going to do? Because they're more than like I'm pretty sure they've already locked into the number one pick. Here's my uh, here's so, my bold prediction for you guys. I would guarantee the top three will one of those guys are going to drop. I don't know Hill. One of them's going to drop. That's my guarantee. I I agree I with disagree. you in the sense. I I would only agree with him, Gray, for the sense that some of the teams, teams picking teams high are well, not even that. Some of the teams that are currently slated to pick that high aren't really looking at quarterback. And there's also teams like you know the Eagles who have a top pick because of the Saints trade. The Rams gave the Lions the pick, so we don't know what the Rams, you know, the Lions situation is right now with Jared Goff. That could be a discussion that they might I mean, look into getting a quarterback. Uh, I guess. We don't know. Also, at the same time. One of those teams might trade up also. So that's like, also, he's true. also, he's also nice up. to take. Um, will Levis will be drafted before one of those two because some man of you're he's, trick. he's gonna, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not saying he's either. better. I'm not saying he's better. I'm saying he's good tricking NFL team to thinking he's better. There, there is a lot of hype behind Will Levis. Uh, it's not even him, Grayson. There's this has been this has been the entire season. But I'm not saying he's better. I'm saying that's what's happen. He thinks he should be the first quarterback taken above Stroud or. No, he said, shot he said it all season. I and I that, don't like Bryce Young as a quarterback. It all comes down to those pro style offenses. Every every team looks at those uh, looks at those offenses of in college. Colleges now aren't running spread; they're running RPOs. Like I'm, I know, but that's that. I'm saying that's the reason why Levis is that highly touted because of the offense that he's come from. Because 
they run a similar offense to like what the NFL pros do. So I mean, they, if he can run that, more. then I don't know. The NFL is switching more to RPOs year by year. I mean, it, I'm, I'm not, I disagree with you. I don't think Levis should be taken ahead of the, either of those guys. I don't even think Levis. Levis more borderline played his way out of the top fifteen. Like it's possible. I really don't. Um, and I understand you have to take a guy off potential and everything like that. But like, whew, uh, he put up a stinker this year of a season. There's going to be a lot of teams looking at, at him because they're going to be really desperate for quarterback. So he's got a chance to go high. He also has a chance to fall. He's one, he's going to be one of those same type of, you know, quarterbacks that could potentially fall. Like we had last season with, you know, Kenny Pickett and Malik Wallace, like something like that. Two guys could, that also should have been first round quarterbacks. Well, Malik Wallace wasn't a first round quarterback. Kenny Pickett. Listen, he, he's got the steel. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him later on in the show. Obviously in our NFL discussion. Kenny Pickett has looked a lot better the last couple of weeks. I'll, I'll tell him I'll, that. But I mean, uh, it's tough. But I mean, I guess pre now we'll we'll preview our natty, the the end of our college football season, the right. end of my favorite time of year, um, TCU Georgia. Now, how are the boys feeling? So I do want to run one thing by. So it's TCU. I guess technically is the away team, right? Since the they are the away team, yes. it, do, it doesn't really it doesn't, anything. It doesn't matter anyway. But it's TCU going into Georgia, at Georgia, on They're paper playing, at least. On paper, yes. The game is in SoFi Stadium at Inglewood, California. So it's now, at the Rams and Chargers Stadium. So the spread currently is Georgia minus 12 over under at 63.5. Before you guys give me your thoughts, your analysis, your picks, so, from what I heard, SoFi Stadium isn't going to allow tailgating. So, I want your guys. I don't know if this is a true uh, report. I'm not surprised if they, if that is true or not. That's so, is this an, is, so this is an advantage to TCU, if isn't you, it? If you guys remember last season, remember they weren't going to originally allow 49er fans to go to the NFC Championship game. So, yeah, there is something there's, there's something weird with that entire stadium, and it's only it's been. New for what two three years now? Oh, the state of California hates fun, so I'm not I'm not surprised. Uh, that I mean, listen, you could say what you want, but it's still not a good situation. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, you're getting a bunch of Texans and a bunch of Georgians. You're getting a lot of Southerners in California. They're going to want to be rowdy. They're going to want to tailgate and have a good time. I don't blame them. And these coastal leaders say them. if anything, it it helps Georgia more because I think it helps TCU more. I disagree just strictly off the size of the schools and the alumni. Um, I mean, Georgia's a pretty prestigious university with a ton of big-time alumni that has a lot of money to lay out, where I feel like TCU's alumni won't want to travel as far. Granted, national championship, don't think it's going to deter people, but you know, pricing of California and everything like that – it might be a little too much for some TCU fans. I mean, listen, you want to talk about school population wise? TCU has ninety thousand alumni. You want to take a guess how many Georgia has? Um, Nine million. Three hundred forty thousand. So the no tailgating uh, thing definitely benefits million. Georgia. Jesus. Well, I mean, all time. <laughs> Said alumni. Yeah, that's yeah, they that's got three hundred forty thousand. You were way out of that one. So yeah, with, with that, with that guess, ladies and gentlemen, that means you don't listen to what Grayson's about to say with his pick for this no, game. No, actually, you probably should. 
I just went. I went six for six the other day in college. I, I nine, eight and one and nine and two in the last two weeks. Come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, sure. Anyway, Grayson, what is your pick for this national championship game between TCU and Georgia? I'm taking. I see my heart's dragging me two different ways, because internally TCU is who I want to pick. It's who I want to win the national championship. But can I bet against Georgia? You can do whatever you want. As a betting man, I'm going to take TCU plus the points. Wow, I feel really bad about my pick now. <laughs> uh, uh, I change this? Uh, you can do what you want. Listen, uh, you haven't said uh, you're anything. Up, you're up first, Nick. So. Okay. I'm taking TCU plus points and the over. So over 63 and a half. Yeah. Now I okay. don't feel good about my pick. Oh, Grayson just mushed us both. So. <laughs> I was going to take the over. I love the over in this game. The, the these two these are two of the best offenses in college football, and listen, Georgia might have one of the best defenses, but they got torched by Ohio State in the semifinal. I, I think TCU could easily do the same thing. I think they could put up a lot of points. Georgia, in my opinion, is the better team by paper by far. They will win this game. I would love to take the, the you know the points as well, but it, since Grayson already did that, I don't want to have the same exact pick. Just because I know that something bad's gonna happen, so I'll just take the over, just play it safe. Taking over sixty three and a half. I'll take over sixty three and a half. Well, I I agree with both of you. I like the over, and I like TCU plus twelve. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna fuck. stick with TCU. TCU. Screwed. That's what I'm yeah, saying. TCU, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. TCU is dead. That's why everybody that's why, Georgia. That's why I take the over. I cannot be blamed for whatever happens. Georgia could put up all. No, no, I think Georgia's gonna win this game. Okay. I think they're gonna win this game. I think they're gonna win by touchdown. Actually, you know, I'm going to do a TCU alternative spread here. I'm going to do a TCU plus seven. I'm going to give him five ah, points. I think TCU okay. will keep it a little bit. I'll, I'll make it interesting for us, right? Okay. So the TCU plus seven, I think they're going to keep it close. I think it could end something like, let's say, 38 to 31 or, 30, you know, 38, 35, something like that, where the over gets there and it's still a close game. Yeah, I would. That's a very fair statement. I just, I think Georgia's the better team. I think TCU is the team of destiny, and this is where the destiny is going to lead them to this final appearance. I don't think they're going to raise a trophy at the end of this. I think this is uh, the end of TCU's uh, magical. See, my fear of this, too, is this seems like a Manti Teo type of run. Yeah, and they're just going absolutely mollywopped in the national championship. Yeah, no, it's definitely possible. Like, again, we didn't have a, we didn't have a semifinal game for them to play in the week before to true. prove that. that. That's fair. Uh, like I'm sticking with my TCU plus twelve. It just makes the most sense. Twelve points is a lot of points to be given. And Listen, they, were pl- they were plus eight and a half against Michigan. So yeah, I don't blame that, it. That's a TCU straight. Thank you very much. All I'm saying is, I want the final score of this game to be 36 to 33 Georgia. And if you're wondering why I wanted it to be that exact same score, just do the math. <laughs> nice. Wow. That's, a, that's all I'm going to say. This is a show for civilized people. I didn't, I, I have a, I have a, I have a, I didn't say anything. I just said do the math at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you say. 
But I will say this is going to do it for the All Cast No Break Sports Show. Another interesting week, to say the least, of college football is unfortunately coming down to the end. Georgia and TCU will be playing for the national championship on Monday. It was sure to be an all-time classic. Once again, I'm one of your co-hosts, Nicholas Pavona, joined alongside Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino with the All Gas No Break Sports Show.